What's up, everybody? My name is Jason Flanders. Um, welcome to the What It Takes podcast, the show where we talk all about what it takes to either reach or at least attempt to reach your dreams. Uh, this is uh, the official first episode. Um, I don't want to make this entire podcast about my band, Ivy Paint, but I am assuming that a lot of you guys that are listening to episode one probably found this because of my band, Ivy Paint. So I figured having at least one episode, aka the first episode, will be a good kind of introduction to bridge the gap between understanding what the podcast is going to be like and also kind of wanting Ivy Paint content. But uh, so... With that uh, being said, I have my lead singer, Mr. Sean Duong, here with us. Sean, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm good. How was your day? Like, I wasn't with you all day today. Man, it was uh, it was sweaty. We did some acting. Brought you back to your uh, thespian roots. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't a thespian. I didn't do, but I did do like community theater and stuff. And we also put on some plays. Sean is uh, cracking open a Coca-Cola can right now. Because he's 20, and I am drinking coffee because I don't drink anymore. <laughs> Good for you, man. Sober I mean, boys. Yeah. Well, in some ways, sober boys. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk uh, all about Ivy Paint today. And uh, this will probably be the most Ivy Paint-related episode that you will get. I'll probably mention Ivy Paint and update you guys on what's going on with the band in every episode. But the, most episodes won't be entirely about Ivy Paint. So... Uh, we do have some uh, some submissions from you guys, questions we should answer. I also got some song recommendations uh, that you guys said I should review. I will be reviewing those in the next episode. So, you know, I can save some stuff for the next episode since this episode is all about Ivy Paint. I figured wouldn't not to throw all that in here as well because then this would just be way too long. Um, so I do have those songs, though. I've been listening to them. You guys have been getting me way more into K-pop than I ever thought I would be. So thanks for that. My current girlfriend actually did that for me. She got you into K-pop. Yeah, there's a there's a band called Stray Kids. I I, I know about Stray Kids. Yeah, their abbreviation is SKZ, which I find kind of strange. That sounds uh, like a rapper name. Like, what's up? I'm SKZ. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I hear they're apparently all about the same height as me. They're about like five six, five seven. So short. Yeah, I mean that that makes me happy. Um, considering that I am indeed a short king. <laughs> I hate you. But that, that is all of Ivy Paint, to be fair. Yeah, no, Adam's pretty tall. I wouldn't call him tall. I just call him, like, average height. I'm 5'9", and he towers over me. I think that's just, like, the muscle, like, girth that's, like, intimidating you. I guess. But, um, <laughs> anyway, so K-pop, yeah, what's, uh, have you heard, um, Day 6? I, I have been recommended Day Six. Um, I appreciate the fact that they all play their own instruments. Yeah. Um, but besides that, I, they have a song like, isn't it like Zombie or something like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think they. I prefer alternative music, as you know. I, yeah, they're a little bit on the lighter side, so. Yeah. I, I can still respect that they play their instruments. Um, and I think they're good at writing melodies, but I can't listen to that in my free time personally. No offense to any, uh, day six fans. Yeah. It's just not your thing. It doesn't mean you think it's bad. Yeah. What do you think the day six, like, like fan base is called? Like what's their stand like name? Um, the Dazers. 
I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, the R band has. Uh, uh, Sean's fixing the mic. Yeah, that's better. Right? No. Okay, that's worse. <laughs> Way worse. Um, so apparently our fans have created a name for themselves called the Ivy Leagues, which I think is pretty cool. I've heard a lot worse, like, fandom names. Yeah, I mean, I'd like for it to catch on. I don't know if, like, the thing is, like, pop punk fans or, like, emo kids in general, like, don't really do the whole fandom name um, the only exception I can think of is like the parks, you know, like for for water, water parks. parks. Yeah, because that's because they have a lot of crossover. Like they have a lot of fans that aren't into pop punk. And I guess like we kind of do too. Like we have a lot of fans that like, and this isn't me assuming or being any type of way. This is from me looking at like analytics and stuff. We have a lot of people that like K-pop, that like our music. So, you know, yeah. And with that, I feel like. Maybe I should listen to more pop. pop or, um, sorry, K-pop. Like, just to I, be educated on what our fans are listening to. I mean, I I feel like a lot of artists feel like you know it's like the fans who got us to where we are. Like, I still want to like, in some way, satisfy like what they're looking for. Yeah, of course. So, like, I I mean, it'd be <clears throat> nice to be able to, to like borrow elements from like K-pop, whatever whatever those elements are. No clue. But <laughs> <laughs> well, to wrap that part of the conversation up, if you like Ivy Paint and you like K-pop, stand by because we're actually working on something. Ooh, that's a good teaser. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say though. But um, yeah, uh, we today we had um a rehearsal because there may possibly, maybe potentially be a may possibly potentially be. i mean you know how these things have been going <laughs> so there may potentially be a socially distant outdoors performance that we will be doing for people they should um be in control of like what direction their music follows but at the same time like in uh was it april was it april i, I think, think it was it, april 3rd. i think it's in april 3rd but that is not announced yet so i'm not going to say where or who it's with or what April, uh, I think it is April 3rd, but, um, you know, we've had, like, some show offers all throughout the year, but everything just continues to fall through as the pandemic rages on. But uh, this one's a little different because it's, like, made to be a outdoor, socially distant thing. Like, it's going to be set up correctly. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, you know, as you know, nothing's ever set in stone at this point. You know, I feel like with our luck – if slash when we play outdoors, I feel like it'll prob- probably like rain out and like get super muddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we have the crew. The crew. Which is just AJ and Dion. I wouldn't want anyone else. Yeah. And, I, the, and I, the crew is made of people that like we trust. So That is true. So Dion, I don't know if you guys have seen our music video from Melatonin, but Dion was the crazy killer up until we unmask him and realize it's actually Sean. So Dion's, I also used to live with Dion. Um, and then AJ will be help us out uh, as well. You know, we're going to have a very short amount of time to set up and break down and all that. You know, I think my only criteria criteria for, uh, you know, our team, our crew mm-hmm. is that they have to be gamers. So am I, does that count for the band though? 
Because if that was the case, I'd pretty much be out of the band. You know, I, I think you have enough knowledge of, you know, our oh, okay. era of gaming with like Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't know. Did you play Halo? Was that your thing? I, yeah, I didn't own it, but I played it with friends a lot. Yeah. So, like, you know, the, the extra version uh, <laughs> kind of gaming. Um, they, I think they were part of that that era as well, and that's that's all that matters to me. Yeah, I will say me and my current roommate, Zach, have been playing Battlefront 2, the original, like, 2004, 2005 Battlefront 2, like, every night. You know, I, I am a big Star Wars gamer. Or, uh, sorry, big Star Wars fan, but also a gamer. Mm-hmm. I just recently started playing Battlefront 2. Like, the original? No, no, the newest one. I own the original. <gasps> that game, what do you own it on? We should play I'll play that with you. I mean, technically, we could play it right now. We could end this podcast. <laughs> Just go out say, in my living room. Forget and play all it. the listeners. Everyone who's listening right now, sorry, you're irrelevant because Battlefront Two is more important. <laughs> that's four way split screen too. When Zach comes home, we could all play. I think that's the plan tonight. Ooh. You know, we might have to end this early mm-hmm. for that. That's right. Zach won't be home for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's his Xbox, so you know. But um, so that's coming up. Um. This podcast is probably not going to be out for a week, but um, currently it is February 25th. My sister's birthday, uh, shout out Kelsey Flanders. She turns 19 today. She's incredibly, like she has more talent in her pinky than I have in, than I could ever have in my own body. She like, not to put pressure on you, Kelsey, but like you pretty much excel at everything you do. And I am so proud of you. So happy birthday, Kelsey. (laughs) Do you think Kelsey's actually listening? She'll listen to this if I send it to her. That's a good point. But um, What a supportive homie. That is true sibling. All my siblings are super supportive. Like, you know, Nathan is like overly supportive. I think it's awesome. Nathan might be like the number one Ivy Paint fan. (laughs) If anyone else thinks they're, they're the number one, you you have some rough competition, because my 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 young brother, Nathan, my my little buddy, my mini me, my everything. I love him. He, uh, yeah, he's like he's got all of our like for Christmas. Everybody got him like Ivy Paint merch off of our website, and I was like, thanks for the thanks for the money, guys. <laughs> like, is that where the, like the oversized picture of him wearing like the headrest t-shirt the long sleeve one? Oh no that one he got as soon as we dropped that merch back in june because he helped me edit so much stuff during quarantine when i was living with them that my mom was like nathan you deserve some merch and she just bought it for him i wonder like everyone who owns ivy paint merch mm-hmm. do they actually wear it in public guys let us know if you actually wear your ivy paint merch take it one step further Post a picture of yourself wearing it. Tag the band. Maybe we'll share it. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Yeah, I want you to go up to random people and just ask them to smile. And uh, that'll associate great happiness with Ivy Paint merch and Ivy Paint. Hell yeah. I like that. That's a very positive message you have right there. Yeah. We're, uh, I mean, despite the emo lyrics, we, uh, we're we upbeat most of the time. Use major, uh, major keys. Major keys. I know you aren't uh, quite... A melodic instrument kind of but i understand the concept yeah did you like the conversation today when um adam and i were like sharing the chords um for that one song we're doing and i was just like 
Yeah, it's a uh, six, uh, four, five, one. Did did that like process it all for you? I knew what you were talking about, but I didn't know exactly what each of those things sound like until you play them. But I understand the concept of what you guys were talking about. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I always wonder, like, I feel like there's an alternate universe where you actually were a vocalist as well, and that I just stayed on drums. Why? Since sixth grade. I don't know. I think about, like, you know, Ashton Irwin of Five Seconds of Summer. Mm -hmm. He's doing a solo career. Yeah. But then at the same time, I remember him mentioning, like, he did not know how to, like, actually sing, like, until, like, Sounds Good, Feels Good, their Mm -hmm. second album. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, you know, potentially you could follow that route. The only thing is I could be interested in following that route during any project where I don't have to play drums because drumming and singing at the same time is not what I like. What do you think about an Ivy Paint song where you actually have your own verse or like your your own section, like a bridge or something? And am I playing drums live as well while we're doing it at a show or whatever? Maybe something simple like, uh, you know, the kick snare or just kick, 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 kick. I mean, maybe, yeah. Cause, but like, like we were tr- like when we were trying to do head rush today, and I was I had the mic on me just to do like the gang vocals, and I kept like smacking the mic with the drumstick because I'm like, oh, now I have this thing in me, so I have to limit how high up I can bring my arm to hit the snare, and I was like not hitting as powerful, and I was just like, oh, I don't like this. That sounds like a muscle memory you just have to practice, man. You no, know, what I need is to get one of those like Britney Spears microphones that you just attach to your fucking. <laughs> Like, like, I look like I like how you associated that with like Britney Spears, even though like every boy band, Britney Spears and In Sync and all that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'll be that would be cool. Yeah. Um. You know that makes me think. Like, I respect One Direction for not for using microphones. Use- they also were like one of the boy bands that like didn't do like synchronized dancing for their songs. Like they just kind of like true. ran around like goofballs and stuff. Yeah. Well, who do you think is your favorite One Direction member? I don't know. Like when I listen to those songs, I really don't know which one of them is singing. <laughs> you, but they're great name, songs. They're great pop songs. Can you name all five of them? Members? Uh, Harry, Zane, Louis. Uh, fuck. That that's all that matters, man. Louis. I think three out of five. What are the other ones? Just tell me. You're missing a Nile. Nile Horan or whatever. And then, and then L. Louis Thompson. You, you already said Louis. Oh. Another L. L-I. Liam, Liam Payne. I believe it is Payne. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, don't hate on me. I don't I don't think their music sucks. I think their music is kick-ass. I just don't know their names. But you do like Five Sauce more than one direction well yeah that kind of music's just more my thing yeah i don't really consider five sauce a boy band when they came out i just kind of considered them a very very young band that is true do you, do you have a favorite five things of summer member possibly mm-hmm. not really true because like they're all important in their own roles yeah i mean okay this is random but i was I was this morning. I was, you know, just taking a walk, walking the dog, met Mr. Manny, and then, <laughs> and then, the thought came to me that we we share a lot of features with the respective members of Five Seconds of Summer. 
if you think about it, okay, let's let's compare me and Luke Hemmings. All right, we started out as youngsters, just doing like. Dude, I started out as a youngster too. <laughs> Guys, subscribe to this podcast if you started out as a youngster. <laughs> sorry, sorry, okay. I'm being a dick. Right. We we started out as youngsters, you know, covering um just random like emo songs, but also like pop songs mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know, for social media, like YouTube and shit. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to curse on this podcast? I think so. Okay. We'll find out. That's good. <laughs> um, and also, I feel like we both have more pop-oriented voices. However, we still decided to do pop punk for some reason. And then uh, you, uh, similar to Ashton, are the oldest one of the band by a couple of years yeah yeah it's a lot of that's a lot of uh not like i'm not days. old i'm gonna be 25 this summer and sean is 20 yeah and then christian and adam are both kind of in between that i mean adam's closer to me than he is to christian yeah but um i'm 20 years old you are the oldest technically the wisest and I feel like you... also, you know what though? Everyone in our band is gonna try to claim themselves as the wisest. I'm just saying, like, if you ask any one of them, like, who's the smartest? Everyone's gonna say themselves, which means we all have huge fucking egos. <laughs> just, <Yeah. saying>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but you know what? You were nice enough to just call me the wisest, so I'm gonna let no, you keep no, no. talking. I, I think it's fair because you're the one who keeps. <laughs> like you're gonna like smack drinks with me. Oh, here we go. Um, Cheers, man. Oh. Cheers to me being the smartest. Cheers, Coca Cola. Yeah, uh, fucking coffee. Here we go. <laughs> All right, keep talking while I brush the screensaver. Right. So, as you are, it is 24, correct? Oh yeah, 24 and a half as of like and a half. this month. <laughs> so, you know, you got an age on you, but also you carry that that motivation, sort of that. Uh, you're just kind of carrying the weight of the band as a whole. You know, you're you're motivating us. You're making sure we're staying on task. Some, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that was Ashton's role as well. Like generally, kind of to delegate. Yeah, like he. I mean, all I can think about is the fact that he was the only one with a driver's license. Um, but you know, you're the one who like makes sure we actually get our content and uh. Just our overall like work. I will say this: yeah. I I work very hard for the band, and only like twenty five percent of the hard work that I put into this band involves drumming. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah, in a sense, I guess yeah. Yeah, and- I know it's Christian's first band. Uh, is this Adam's first band? Uh, <laughs> that's a complicated answer. Um, no, honestly. I guess it is his first. Uh, he spent a lot of time like <laughs> I feel like for like I think that I think back on that era uh, or that one like you know moment of my life where I was just like randomly singing 1985 to like a bunch of random like sorority girls. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like for some reason we spent like at least a month or more under the name of Chasing Sunsets. But like that's actually not a bad name. Isn't that the name of the Jonas Brothers album? I don't know. It, what is that one? They call like Chasing Happiness. That's the name of their documentary. 
happiness chasing happiness. Chase, their album their comeback album is called happiness begins and then their documentary <laughs> talking about how they got back together is called chasing happiness right well i guess i just associate like that era with being like essentially nick jonas i guess hey, I, I'm I was of you. Just nick jonas. you know me i could rant about how much i love the jonas brothers <laughs> forever so do you ever think about the fact that you know a lot of our fans especially the ones that we've acquired on tiktok are like five sauce fans but your version of five sauce from like your generation even though you're only like a few years older was jonas brothers yeah dude they like the boy band that wasn't really a boy band but was marketed like a boy band like the jonas brothers to me they're not a boy band because they write their own songs like they're not manufactured they were a band mm. they were a band they were an independent band touring before they got signed to disney they had an entire album under columbia records before they moved to disney like you know they were like they they were roughing it for two years before they got their big break but so they're not manufactured if you look at the writing credits on all of their songs it's them and then their music they don't dance they play like distorted guitars and loud in your face drums and then catchy melodies which is similar to like five sauce but they're like just the way that their their brand was marketed like they had to go and do photo shoots like kissing puppies and shit like you know in that sense they were a boy band but like their music and the way that they wrote their songs and the amount of freedom that they had in their writing it does not scream boy band so so how do you differentiate between a boy band and a regular band i okay a boy band to me has like five members they're all strictly there to sing except maybe one of them will play an acoustic guitar every now and then but they're really there more as like a singing group mm -hmm. um that also dances for the most part to me just because you're you're in a band and you're playing guitars and all that but and you just happen to be pretty like five sauces like that doesn't make you a boy band that just means you're a young pop punk band and the members are cute so let's say like we happen to be, to attract the attention of like you know it, big media people and they started labeling us as boy band would you be bothered by that no because it could only mean good things for us in the long run i mean it, if people thought we were a boy band it instantly opens the door for way more people to become involved in being a fan of us should we be considered like should we have like, a certain title like that similar to like god's favorite boy band I feel like when the right thing comes, the right thing will come. We shouldn't force it. So like, uh, you know, uh, the shortest pop punk boys. <laughs> Pretty much <laughs> the short boys. You know, it's like when water parks started getting called God's favorite boy band. So Austin started like hashtagging that on everything. Oh, did that not start out as like- It started, no, no, it started out as them being called a boy band all the time. So then they started like sarcastically being like, hey, we're God's favorite boy band. And then articles started blowing up being like, boy band water parks, like articles that would never have given a shit about them. <laughs> so because I did a tangent, we started talking about our new release coming on March 5th, 2021. And you know who it's featuring? Who it's featuring- Kellen Quinn, the lead vocalist of Sleeping with Sirens on the track. Yeah. And, and we were talking about how it's just absolutely insane that 
uh, we were able to get we were able to get one of the people who essentially inspired us to start doing music. Um, someone who's been a big, almost a role model in a way. Um, I've been listening to Sleeping With Sirens since uh, Let's Cheers to This, which I believe was 2011. 2011, yeah. 2011. Um, and, you know, that was like basically middle school for me. Um, and now that I've, you know, made it to my college era of life, um, the fact that I'm able to, you know, literally have a song featuring him with lyrics written by me that he's singing over is just an insane yeah i mean like same for me like i like i was mentioning to you earlier like i was like 14 15 driving or excuse i don't know why i just said driving i was not driving when i was 14 drumming in my garage to like you know with my headphones in just listening to sleeping with sirens a lot like drumming along to them trying to learn how to play those songs so yeah it's just it's a full circle moment we don't have to dwell on it forever because we're gonna sound cliche but like it's it's pretty cool, and I hope everybody likes it. I hope Sleeping with Sirens fans like it. I hope Ivy Paint fans like it. It's and K-pop fans and K-pop fans. <laughs> it's just it is an absolute. Honestly, I like did not as much as I was like I hope this song sounds good. I was like I don't care how it turns out. Kellen is on it, and that's just that is a milestone moment for me personally. You know, yeah. it's like it's just amazing. I agree. I mean. <laughs> I still listen to um, their acoustic EP. If you were a movie, um, this would be your soundtrack. Yeah, like one at least once a month, like all the way through. It is like literally. I before I picked up Jason and Adam and Christian into Ivy Paint, <laughs> I almost considered making Ivy Paint a solo project that was acoustic that essentially just copycatted that EP. <laughs> Or like never shout never like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm glad I didn't. But uh, yeah, no, that I mean that just proves like how much that Kellen Quinn and his songwriting and musicality has impacted me. Oh yeah, I've seen them twice. Really? Yes. Um, once at some outdoor festival. I can't. It wasn't Warp Tour. I forget where it was. But um, and then the second one time was at a hard rock it was sleeping no i also saw them co-headline at the ucf arena with all-time low and then i saw them at the hard rock hotel they headlined and the openers were um tonight alive state champs and water parks when water parks was on their like first big tour dude what happened to tonight alive they're on hiatus the drum crazy story the drummer of tonight alive is now playing drums for sleeping with sirens because their drummer left early last year are you serious yeah I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I mean, good for him, I guess. I don't. I mean, I don't know what happened. Get but, that bread. But while the while Tonight Alive is on hiatus, their drummer is playing in Sleeping with Sirens. What's your opinion of Tonight Alive compared to like, I don't know, like Stand Atlantic or like? They're not. They're not my favorite. You're more of a We Are the In Crowd. Kind we Are of the In Crowd is my favorite female fronted pop punk band, but I don't really like classifying like females as their own separate thing like they're just trying to make it in a world of guys so i don't really think it's fair yeah but as far if we are going to talk about specifically female fronted uh pop punk bands like we are the in crowd is just one of my favorite bands in general like female fronted or not like they're just i fucking love that band (laughs) 
But, Did you um, hear about like the drama between like her dating Alex Gasgarth? Yeah, I was, <laughs> dude. That was like, because I wasn't into like TMZ shit, so that was like the TMZ shit to me in 2012. Was like Alex from All Time Low's dating tape. We are the in crowd, and this person said this, and they're fighting, and blah, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Sean wrote down that we could uh, potentially talk about the fact that we're recording this in my in my new apartment. It's, it's the land of Jason here. He has his. He has like a huge bathroom. It's pretty quality, and his closet—it's—it's it's a walk-in one. It's bare, It's like two walk-in closets yeah. in one. It's like an office that I'm here. turning into like my office studio space. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a little. That's what's going on in my personal life outside of the collective band life. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm still living with my parents, man. So I I kind of envy you. But, but I'm like, you're I, you're I, when I was your age when I was not to sound condescending, but when I was twenty, I was still living with my parents. Yeah, yeah, no shame. You know, sometimes, you know, it, it's hard to make that bread. Yeah, man. Especially when you do what we do. <laughs> when we when we make like we make like zero 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 point one cent per stream. Thank you guys for boosting our streaming numbers to incredibly. Please pay for like good one. like numbers that you've given us. It's yeah. amazing. But when yeah. you stream, you essentially help me afford one meal at Forever Twenty One. Or uh, sorry. A break shift at Forever Twenty One at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. One meal at Forever Twenty One. <laughs> I am a retail boy now, as you know. Retail associate, brand uh, ambassador. That's the word. Gotcha. Hold on, I'm pulling up some questions that we can we have. All right. So the first uh, submission that we have says, uh, "Hey friends, um, in the future, if you did some band artist reviews, I think that'd be super cool. Like bands." Um, that you already know of, and also you could take suggestions from people as well in your Discord server. Uh, I have been doing that as well, so I've uh, started making a playlist of all the things you guys have recommended, so I will get on that soon. Uh, they also said, I also just wanted to ask if you could talk about when you got interested and started playing music and when you uh, decided you wanted to be specifically part of a band and how you went about joining bands. Uh, that's a loaded question for me as far as joining bands. Um, I also think it'd be super cool if you were able to able, excuse me, to have a discussion with somebody in the realm of music education, like teaching and learning side of things and get perspectives of different music teachers. And yes, that is absolutely my pitch to be mentioned as the music teacher that you talk to in your podcast. Haha. <laughs> uh, it says, uh, uh, thank you, Mel. So that's from Mel. Uh, let's go to the first part. Uh, what made you want to play music? We kind of covered this a little bit, but, uh, so go ahead and start talking to me more about the process, your process, Sean, Jonathan, of joining bands and how from your first band to Ivy Paint and everything in between. And then I'll give you mine, <laughs> which is a lot. Okay, I'll give like a, so I'll give a, a short summary. I started learning drums. Um, so I consider myself sometimes a better drummer than I am a guitarist. So I was a drummer uh, for about uh, a week, maybe two weeks, for another local band uh, with one of my best friends. <laughs> He's still one of my best friends, no beef. Um, but essentially what happened is I wanted to do pop punk um, music, and then they wanted to do more of uh, metalcore style. Is this Andrew? 
This is indeed Andrew. Great you were guy. in a band with Andrew? I was in the high ground. You actually. were no way. Yeah, I was the first drummer. Yo, shout the out ground. the high ground. They're a great hardcore band. <laughs> I love them. I that. Yeah, so I was the drummer of the high ground for about a week or two. And then I was like, well, you know, there was some miscommunication because, you know, but essentially it was like creative differences. I was like, this style is not what I'm passionate about. So then I was, I started looking for a pop punk band. And then um, it turned out that another local band, but the great guys, however, um, they were looking for a lead frontman. I wasn't that far in my musical journey as a frontman or a guitarist. Um, so, you know, <laughs> they were kind of doing auditions in a way. And it turned out that, you know, I was kind of an ass musician at that point in terms of uh, songwriting, performing. Um, I mean, we just played a few covers, but... I, I wasn't, you know, proud or impressed by my uh, presentation. Anyways, um, so that would be my second band that I failed to kind of stick along with. So at that point, I was just like, I'll just make my own band. And then, uh, yeah, Ivy Pink came along um, conveniently enough around the same era that I was going through a rather heartbreaking heartbreak <laughs> a heartbreaking heartbreak correct that is the adjective um i was feeling a very hungry hunger <laughs> but yeah i started writing um the debut ep that we have you know little liaison body situation etc um to help me sort of cope in a way like a self-therapy um with my feelings and emotions going after that breakup um, it almost feels a bit, I don't want to say immature, but young in terms of, um, the way I viewed songwriting. However, it was authentic and it did help me, um, get past that era until I decided that I wanted to have a more concrete group of individuals to be by my side who would later turn out to be my best friends. <laughs> but um those poor fuckers <laughs> yeah i did i decided that ivy paint should be a um you know an actual band instead of a solo project um about my heartbreak and i eventually recruited adam Shankis first uh i essentially met him at a with confidence Whoops, concert sorry i dropped something with confidence concert um well actually it was a neck deep headline no 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 it was knuckle puck same, same vibe, though. It was Uncle Puck. Um, met him at a concert. He saw me in the pit, you know, freaking moshing my head, my ass off. Um, and then I met Christian through a friend of a friend uh, at a Chinese buffet. And that was actually really convenient. I was really glad to find out. I, he, I, I was like, while in the middle of eating, like, orange chicken and, like, lo mein, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm just keeping busy with my band. I'm trying to find, like, a lead guitarist. And he's like, no way. I play lead guitar. And he showed me, like, a couple of clips of, of himself playing. I was like, you know what? This guy shreds. And then it was, like, pretty immediate that I was like, you know what? I think this is the guy. I get good vibes from him. 
So yeah, that's how Christian ended up in the band, and then in the least organic way, the most robotic, <laughs> uh, is Jason Flanders. And I, that's me. That is him. I met him through a find band members website on the internet. Um, he saw that I was also from Orlando. I was looking for other band members. <laughs> he was looking for a lead vocalist, and uh, you know things kind of worked out the way it did. And here we are now. That's the summary. Great drummer, not an axe murderer. That you know of. Yeah. You know, you were kind of uh, standoffish as well during that first practice with Christian at that random uh, rehearsal space oh yeah well because i was just that was more of like my audition i was more like shy well yeah at the same i mean <laughs> i was worried that y'all weren't gonna like me well it was it was essentially just me and christian <laughs> yeah i was just i was nervous yeah i, I mean I, I mean we were both nervous i was just like yeah man i'm sorry i missed the exit like hopefully like, you aren't pissed at me oh yeah it's all good it's a great story man thanks man I'm gonna. I'm going to replay that part tonight when before I go to bed, and it's gonna be my bedtime story. So thank you for that. I genuinely appreciate it. All right. Um. So my story of starting bands. I got 15 minutes to cover this until we have to hit pause and play it again. So, um, in 2014, me and my friends Eric and Sam started a band that we called Neon Sky, which after a week we changed the name to mixed up both were just god-awful names and like I, I think mixed up is kind of catchy i don't know i thinking back in it i just don't like it but um and we wrote this song 102 avenue and it felt like magic because i've never i had only played drum covers in my garage for years at that point and then members came in and out eventually every member that was in the band was a completely different member than when it started except for me and then after like two years mixed up became of autumn and then two more members switched out and of autumn was like trying hard for a minute um and i don't want to talk any shit because all of these guys are like great people and i still talk to a lot of them uh especially josh um but I don't. I just don't think that everybody necessarily wanted the same things out of being in that band. And so, for some people like myself, it was a waste of time because you can't be a part of a team where one person's doing it as a hobby and one person's doing it to try to make a career, because that hobby person is gonna hold back the person trying to make a career. You know, and it's things like that. It's no one was a bad guy nobody it's just a, it comes down to the team wasn't assembled correctly with the right kind of people that all wanted the same thing and so i realized at that point that i was just wasting i had wasted so many years at this and so after being in essentially different adaptations of the same band for over five years i was finally the one to dip and i found you um online so essentially like i i heard like a song that you guys had out 
that you, I guess, did the drums for, Jack or someone helped you with the drums. Um, and I just heard like, it. This is the fakest shit I've ever heard in my life. You need some real drums. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, I heard it and I was like, but honestly, I was just like, yo, this is awesome. And I had went and looked on your social media. And it was like, I was 200 like, followers. this band has like no following. And I was like listening to this song. And I was like, but this song is so like freaking good. If it could just get out there to people like this is so marketable to me, this song. And I was like, okay, the heartbreaking. Anthems. I'm going to, I was like, literally like, all right, I'm going to join this band as a drummer. Cause it looks like they don't have a drummer. And I'm going to like, not try to step on the toes of the songwriting process at all, because it's fucking brilliant in my mind. And I was like, I'm just going to like help try to get it in front of people. That's going to be what I try to do because the songwriting is great. I don't want to change it. It was like, I was like automatically a fan as soon as I heard it, you know? And I learned a lot, you know, over the past five years of like doing a band and, um, and how to market and what not to do when you market, what to do when you market. And also uh, what worked for a lot of other bands that I saw was successful you know, so I was like, okay, if I can just like take everything I've learned over the past five years and try to exercise that with this fresh band that sounds fucking fantastic, that just doesn't have a following yet. Like, I think we could do great things together as a team. And so I was like, I and automatically, we, and we did make, and we, we have done great things <laughs> together. And I was like, Sean's fucking artist. Like he's a fuck. I mean, I play the drums, but like the real artist in this band is Sean. And I was like, if we combine that with like what I like to believe I know about marketing and, and running a brand, you know, like, like we, we've been able to do some pretty cool shit. And um, this is just our, this is, this is just our boost our ego episode. The next <laughs> episodes will be not like this and it'll be featuring some other people. It, but. It's, it's just so convenient that, I mean, you could interpret it as being like a bad thing, but none of us have like a goal long term um in life besides like doing something in music um i mean i feel like we all share all four of us share like the same uh you know just in a, in a way it's like hopefully like a destiny <laughs> to end up um you know doing something in music and something we're actually like passionate about like I, I'm in college right now. And to be honest, like none of those things interest me. You're not in college. Cause you know, you already know that. None it, of those things that would just be a waste me. of my time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's just convenient in a sense that all of us are able to put in like all the effort we can. Cause we know that this is, you know, the place we want to be. We know that this is in a way, the path towards what we want in life. Anyway. All right. We're back. Sorry, we got cut off again. Anyway, next email. <clears throat> All right. Sorry, this is so, so unprofessional, but, you know, that's kind of the vibe, you know? Anyway. I agree. All right, Just so. Two dudes being dudes. This is from Danielle. And uh, she said, uh, she said, yo, Jason, 
Yo, Jason, I found your band while adding random indie songs in my playlist on Spotify, and I've now gone fangirl, got the merch, got the playlists. Okay, the playlist? I don't know. Um, my question is, how has the music and content you and the others have created affected your personal life? Um, do you feel like your life has improved, and do you ever worry about it going to your head? Sean, how do how would you like to respond to that? So how, let's just start. You know, how has the how's being an Ivy Paint kind of affected your personal life as an individual? Honestly, this might be a boring answer, but I feel like being in Ivy Paint has not really affected um, like my relationships with people. Um, I mean, the most I can think of is my parents asking me how much I've made. Um, I don't know. I feel like the most I can think of is that people kind of assume that like I'm naturally gifted in a way. And that kind of puts a lot of pressure on me because I feel like I'm in no way like near as talented as like people assume I am. Um, because realistically, I haven't really been playing guitar or, or been singing that that long at all, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, uh, on the other end, being a source of relatability in a way, um, and on occasion, an inspiration for people to like listen, uh, I don't know, to pop punk or want to start you know making music on their own or whatever um that's that's been quite uplifting for me um it, it's been nice to know that i've at least had an impact on people's lives in a positive light um coming from the fact that a lot of my songwriting comes from like a negative place what about you jason uh well um to the follow-up question to that would be like um, do you feel, do you worry about it ever going, like it going to your head? That's, that's tough. I, I honestly, I honestly think I'm <laughs> even saying it kind of sounds hypocritical. Um, I think I can be, uh, I feel like I'm always comparing myself to like, you know, other artists and other musicians and, you know, overthinking numbers and analytics um, to the point where I like, I, I basically convince myself that like, I, I mean, I still feel that it's true, but like, I'm still no different than any, anyone else. I'm just someone who is um, lucky enough to have gained the support of people who uh, think you know, Ivy Paint's music and songwriting is, you know, adequate enough to to be an enjoyable listen. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I try not to I try not to be you know cocky about anything. Um, that's just one of my, my one of my biggest pet peeves about like other artists is when they think they're you know above all others just because of the fact that they have like a fan base that listens to their art, you know? Yeah. And I, I really hope that I never end up being that person. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as how it's affected like my life, it's it's weird because like like this this is my life. You know what I mean? It's like Ivy Paint doesn't affect my personal life. Ivy Paint like as much as it's my professional life, it is it is my personal life. Like, so I can't really say that it affects too much too many other things because to be honest with you i've kind of so i guess maybe it has affected other things because i have kind of done away with a lot of the extra things because i don't want to be tired for ivy paint and i mean that as well as mentally like i don't this to be in a band as as I've, and I've learned this over the years trying time and time again to do bands as I've mentioned before like you really have it, it really you do have to treat it like an all or nothing ordeal or it's not gonna work you know what I mean like especially when you're an independent band like we are self-funded everything like that so if you're only if you're half-assing that you're never gonna get to level two so in a, I guess the only way it's affected my life is that I have chosen to make it become my entire life. You know what I mean? Because it's like you got to treat it like a job. If you want to be successful in your job, you have to work hard at your job. And you don't you don't clock into your job two hours a day for once a week. You know, a job is an everyday ordeal or at least five days a week ordeal if you want to be successful at your job. And this is if I want this to be my full time job, I have to treat it as such. Um so whether it be a small thing that I do or a big thing I do that takes up my entire day, like today, <laughs> um, I definitely make sure to get something important done for this band almost every single day. And in a sense, the band is such a big part of my life now, and it is my life. So in the way that it has affected my life, it has taken over my life. You know, I don't, I don't have a girlfriend, and not because I don't want one, but because I feel like I wouldn't. I don't know how you do it. And Sean's really good at this, but, <laughs> but this is where the differences in you and I lie. I, because you're more of the artist in the band and I'm more of like the manager type. And my, my busiest times of work come like when I'm at home, I guess for you too, but it's just, it's different thing. Like I need to be so mentally focused on the band and I'm not good at balancing stuff like, like, and so if I were to get into a relationship, I feel like I would end up an asshole because I would be half-assing that relationship because I wouldn't be, be giving her the time that she deserves, you know, if she's going to be in a relationship with me because I want to be, a, I have to be able to work on my craft and work on the band, you know, I, and you're different than me. You've, you've figured out a way to balance that. And I respect you for that because I don't have that capability. It's just not who I am. Like when I'm in on something, I'm in on it to the point where I resent anyone that's going to distract me from it. Even if they're not maliciously trying to distract me from it. You know, it's like if my friend is like, hey, want to go to the movies tonight? I have to stop and really think like, well, I have shit I should be getting done for Ivy Paint. <laughs> you know, like stuff like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you found that balance. So props to you. I just struggle with that because I, I have this like, mentality where if i'm doing anything that's not productive i'm losing valuable time that could be progressing the band before you know what i mean yeah i mean it's funny that you say that because i feel like sometimes it's always like 
one-ended to either side whereas i feel like you know i'm either putting too much um into the band um we're like and i'm not focusing on my own needs and i i have told you that i have gone to that point um at least once um uh, or like the heart of covid mm-hmm. um and i appreciate that you were able to like respect that and you're able to like kind of help out um and make up the the sort of weight and effort that i wasn't able to put into for that short time but on the opposite end um sometimes like i'll spend too much time like hanging out with friends or like playing video games or just doing you know like being on my phone and just kind of wasting time just doing normal guy shit yeah and then (laughs) but when i do that i feel sort of guilty about the fact that like i have this band and a lot of the time sitting and doing nothing won't actually you know move forward um it won't help the band yeah it won't move forward the process of getting the band to where like you know we we would like it to be and i mean i used to be like that too the reason that i have the perspective that i have now is because like when i found you and i was like I'm going to like, I was like, okay, at that point I was was like 22 or 23. I was like, okay, I'm not like 17 anymore trying to start my first band and where I have loads of time before I'm no longer a young guy trying to do a band, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, so if I'm gonna like start from scratch, essentially after five years of trying to do my own band, like if I'm going to jump the gun, leave, start from scratch at the age that I was at and am at, like, I'm going to fucking do it right. Yeah. You know, like, when I was not, again, I don't want to be condescending, but, like, it it wasn't until I was, like, 23 where I was, like, okay, I have to, like, waste no time on this because I'm running out of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that kind of touches on the fact that I'm I, I'm very, like, conscious of the fact that, like, my clock's, like, sort of ticking. I've given myself, like, a sort of, like... A, a time frame, right? Yeah, a time frame. Um, to the point of, like, if I get to this age and I feel like, you know, <laughs> the the things that I'm passionate about, like, aren't following through, like... I guess I have to be more realistic, but for the time being, and I still have, you know, a lot of time relatively um, to sort of put all I've got into, you know, into the band and all the music and passion um, while I still have it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that wraps that up. I got, we got a couple more here. I'm going to try to speed through them, but these are all very good questions that, bring up good points that we, you know, want to talk about. Um, Okay, so somebody said, uh, this is also a Danielle. Hello, second Danielle. Um, She said it's uh, it's 4.30 a.m. down here in in, uh, Australia. That's cool. Shout out Australia. She's down under. She said, and my mind is all over the place, so I had some interesting questions for you and maybe some of the other guys in the band. I actually have one of the other guys in the band. He's right here. His name is Sean. Hi. That's me. <laughs> um, firstly, what are your opinions 
and feelings on idolization and being an important person in a stranger's life, like if you're in a band. Um, uh, stranger's life, uh, if you're in a band. Secondly, how do you feel about people saving photos of you from and taking screenshots or selfies you've posted or whatever? Um, we see we see with a lot of content creators that happening. My screen just went dark. And uh, lastly, and probably the toughest question I have as musicians, what musicians, what are your, what are you most excited about doing in the new year? This was submitted in December, by the way. Uh, what are you most excited about doing in the new year? New music tours, fan interaction, etc. Okay, so let's jump back. Let's cover the first uh, first part of that. Is a what are your opinions and feelings on idolization and being an important person in a stranger's life? Fear to band. So personally, I find that idolization is sort of dangerous in a way um, to think that someone is extra, you know, important or special um, just because they've, you know, sort of really gotten lucky in a way to, you know, have more of like the spotlight. And that might sound, that might sound ungrateful, but it might sound cheesy as well um, because all the people, all the celebrities that people know um, are just people. Yeah. They're, they're essentially just like individuals who are trying to follow their art. Um, the things that they, you know, want to spend their, like the rest of their life pursuing. Um, but that doesn't really make them like any different than the people who idolize them. I don't know if you agree with that. I mean, in a sense, like there, there are a ton of musicians that could play guitar. No offense, like way better than Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. So he's by no means like a God in that sense, but because of the pedestal that he has been put on by others and because he's an amazing songwriter, but that's besides the point. We all know that like, you know, like, He's looked at as a god, and I think of him that way. Like, if I saw Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, nothing in my brain will be telling me that's a normal person. Like, that's a god to me, you know? So I, in a sense, like, I can understand both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, that that is fair because, you know, I guess it is hypocritical, but I have, like, you know, freaked out, like, after seeing, like, a celebrity in person. I mean, it was just, like, Warped Tour, but still, still... Um, they're a celebrity to you. Yeah. And then it's hard to be, like, conscious of the fact that, you know, well, once again, like, they're kind of just doing the same thing that we're trying to do. Um, and even while doing this, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to shame anyone that does it. Because um, ultimately it means, it me if people treat us that way, it, it means that we've, and we're not, I'm not sitting here acting like we have millions of people treating us that way at all, but there have, there are some people that treat us that way. I'm like, not going to sure, like lie, you know, like, um, you know, it does happen. And as much as it's like, Hey, remember, like, we're just people like, I will like, I want everyone to know that. Like you have to think like at the same time though, having people really like us and our music is kind of what we're like aiming for. So in a sense, it means we're doing something right. 
you know, like we can't ask people to listen to us and follow us and be fans. And then in return also get upset when they like us too much. It's yeah. like, you can't, it's like, you can't have the good without the bad and you can't have the bad without the good. You can't have one without the other. You can't, it's like, you know, you can't have the kick-ass mansion without having a really big, like, bill to pay every month, you know? Like, right. It's like, you gotta, you gotta take, take the good and the bad of everything that comes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a two-way street. Like, the, the fact that we're able to do this is because of them, so. Exactly. So it's like, it's like, it's a little unsettling sometimes, but at the same time, if we didn't have that, like, we our band would be even more nothing than it already is nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird balance that there, that we have to have in terms of our view on it, I guess. Like if we just think it, that it's all negative, we're get our, like, I feel like people might resent us at the same time, you know, like I'm, I'm not going to go to warp tour and approach a person that I know hates fan reaction yeah, that's, I mean, that's also exactly why I, I feel like someone who was sort of pretentious in a way would, like, feel like they don't need to respond to people and interact with their fans. Mm -hmm. or like, you know, like, follow them back or comment or just respond to, like, simple DMs because, you know, every single one of the people who have ever done that, like, we are, e like, eternally grateful for. Um, just the fact that people have been, like decided to give us a chance like go to spotify open up like an entirely new app um and literally just stream our music like especially the stuff that i've written and it's it's comforting to me as well just know the fact that uh people sort of relate to the things that i've written about um and i want them to know that like i am like extremely grateful um to be in the position that I am. Yeah, man. It's just like, we, it's, we have to be grateful for it without letting it go to our heads because as, as great as it was to like get where we are, it could easily, just as easily fall apart. And if we put so much mental stock in like people loving us, we'll be, we will be, if this tanked tomorrow, for whatever if the band tanked tomorrow for whatever reason we would be like we wouldn't know what to do with ourselves because our self-worth is gone because we put all of our self-worth in what other people thought of us you know so it's really finding that mental balance of being extremely grateful for it but also not like letting it dictate your mental health to the point where without it you're nothing meant to yourself you know what i mean yeah exactly um i got one more thing to open up hold on all right, I'm just going to uh, skim through this one more time and read the uh, uh, bottom part. Uh, what are your uh, goals for the new year, new music tour, uh, touring, and blah, blah, blah. And then also she said, uh, that's all for the podcast. And on a more personal note, I just wanted to thank, uh, say thank you so much for not only being such an interactive I guess this is geared at me specifically. No offense, because it's my my podcast. Um, said uh, I wanted to say thank you for being so much 
not only being such an interactive person, but a fun person to talk to online. When I listen to your music, it's less of like an OMG, this artist is good, but it's more of like, wow, the guys must have really tried not to show that to Jason because Jason might leak it. What the, what the fuck? Okay. Okay. You're like the Tom Holland. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I feel more like I'm listening to a friend's band and I don't really know why, but I love that. I can't wait to come on this journey with you guys from small indie band to selling out music halls across the globe. Just promise to come to Australia. Might be a while tour in Australia, but I would fucking love to go to Australia. Dude, Australia is just like one of those, like, it's a continent. I was going to say, it's a, it's a country as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. Australia just seems like one of those places that like, I feel like are low-key like ruling pop punk right now. Like with the Stan Atlantic and like, I don't know, isn't it like- With Con? Yeah, with Con, yours truly. I don't know. I feel like I, I just want to. There's a gr- there there's a great market for pop punk over there, isn't there? Probably better than the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, but um, and as far as uh, I guess to wrap this up, um, what are you looking forward to in the future, Sean, for the this year? Well, in the future, of course, I am looking for hopefully a uh, a sufficient amount of uh, positive reception towards. 50-50, and uh, the rest of our EP, Blue Light. Um, and I hope to, you know, get closer and, you know, kind of actually get to know the people that are willing to put their time and energy towards supporting us. Yeah. I can't wait to, once, you know, touring is a normal thing again, like, I'm so excited to actually, like, go to places and like meet these people that have been supporting us online for so long. Like it's going to be so cool to put names to faces and stuff. Um, yeah, that's really, I think that's as much as I miss playing shows. I, I just can't wait to, cause it's been, we've grown a lot as far as our following goes since our last show before COVID. So that's almost, that's about a year ago. I yeah. Believe. Yeah, so Damn. the the amount, the difference is going to be interesting when we go back to play shows and actually meet the people that have been supporting us this just this past year, you know? Um, so I can't, I honestly can't wait for that. And, um, you know, we have our EP coming out uh, March 2021. Uh, depends on when you're listening to this, but, you know, it's February 25th today. But um, then we have a cool thing we're putting out the end of spring, early summer. And then we're already working on, we have like eight new songs that we're going to try to like put out towards the second half of 2021, hopefully. Hopefully. So, you know, it's definitely not going to be a slow year for Ivy Paint, whether or not touring comes back. Um, But hopefully it does, because I can't wait to meet everyone. Yeah. It's going to be cool. Uh, Of course, we'll say that cheesy thing after the end of our show. Be like, uh, hey, we're going to be at our merch table. Come say what's up. Yeah, like we're, we'll sell our own merch. We're not going to be those fucking assholes that won't go to the merch table. We'll go to the merch table after every show. Stay as long as we can until the venue kicks us out. Meet as many people as we can. And then once the venue kicks us out, we'll hang out outside and meet more people. Like, you know, I can't wait for that. That's like the only thing we're really like we that we haven't been able to do this year. Yeah. I feel like, you know pandemic kind of sucked for us but it was also great because we couldn't play shows so 
I mean, the pandemic was not great. Please don't take that out of context. I just mean like it, we were at least able to make lemonade out of the lemons that were thrown great at us. metaphor. Yeah. And uh, really focus our free time on building the band online and building the sound and recording content so that hopefully when shows come back, the reception at those shows will be, you know, twice as great. Um, so in a sense, I'm glad we used our COVID time wisely and continue to use our we can't play shows time <laughs> wisely. Yeah, I mean, we used it better than anyone I could I could think of besides us i mean not like bands that are bigger than us did it great but as far as like local bands like it was pretty discouraging i saw a lot of local bands that i was friends with for years like kind of just like kick the bucket during yeah they just stopped posting they just and stopped. Just that, like it just didn't exist and the it's yeah it's like dude you can't if you let people forget about you for a second you're done like we're in an age of like the tiktok era of like you know, pop culture where, you know, everything's thrown at you so quick and then you forget about it a week later because there's something new to think about. Like, so if you're not doing whatever you can to constantly remain relevant, like I truly think like it's, I think it's way easier to fall off quicker as a band than it was 10 years ago because, you know, you could be the best band in the world, but staying power is a lot harder to keep because there's so much content now because of the way the internet is now. Everybody's a, a content creator. Everybody's an influencer. It's not just those select few, you know? Um, if you want to be on the What It Takes podcast, if you have some cool things to talk about, let me know. Send me a message at uh, jason.ivypaint at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast at what it takes underscore the podcast on Instagram. And of course, follow Ivy Paint at uh, at Ivy Paint Band on Instagram and uh, Ivy Paint on TikTok. Sean, plug your own socials. Uh, I am just Sean. Period. Duong. That is S E A N. Period. D U O N G. And then on Twitter, that is Sean Van Duong. As in, uh, well, the vans that you <laughs> don't want to enter if they offer candy. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> And then uh, my Instagram is Jason underscore Ivy Paint. Same with my Twitter. If you want to just like send me a message there, that's probably the easiest way. Um, but yeah, a lot more content coming up, a lot more un-Ivy Paint related content coming up. I'm going to try to get a lot of different content creators and photographers, singers, dancers, anyone involved in the arts on the show to talk. And I will try to relate my own experiences in the arts to whatever they're talking about. And it'll be a cool conversation. Sean, definitely going to have you back on again as we continue to uh, do Ivy Paint stuff, and we're going to have to update people, and this could also be another cool way to update people. Let us know what you want to hear. 5050 is coming out March 5th. Blue Light is coming out. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, so I don't know if I should say when Blue Light is coming out, but it's coming. Mama si, mama sama, makusa. Until then, stay classy, San Diego, and cut. Love you guys. <laughs>